react if I had to Put some things in the past to And don't let them distract you But react if you have to I'll react if I had to Put some things in the past to And don't let them distract you But react if you have to React if you have to Don't know the time, boy What's up, everybody? Pond Off Synonymous, episode 36. How'd we get here? Two-week break. Yeah. Thanks for uh, the break. Little Labor Day action. Labor Day action, which is uh, always a, f- uh, a fun weekend. Well, it used to be I, <laughs> used to be a lot. I, I don't know if I want to say it was a lot more fun. It, on paper, it was a lot more fun uh, mentally and right, physically and yeah, it was a, it was a lot more Sexual. fun when you could see people. By the way, I, I was gonna say sexually, <laughs> it was not as uh, healthy of a holiday as it <laughs> as it is now. But yeah. um, no, man, I, I I'm glad we took a took a break for Labor Day. And, uh, and then last weekend, um, I'll get to that. I was, I was, uh, up to my elbows and some, some new things that, that Ashley and I got going on. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that, but how was your Labor Day, man? I, I, you know, I, I, did, did you hit it hard? No. Well, sort of, we hit it hard on the house. We, uh, spent our whole Labor Day weekend working on our stupid house. So, which actually it's not stupid. Our house is cool. You see the background. It's cool. Yeah. Um, that's a sick fucking living room. I love those windows, yeah, baby. Thanks. Yeah. But we were working in the, uh, in the basement. So we were going to, here's the deal. We were going to go to the beach and then instead we stayed home and worked on our house. <laughs> hmm. That's called losing the coin toss. Yes, that's right. But we figure Brit so Brittany's pregnant. Everybody knows that by now. So we figured we need to get this project finished before the baby comes. Just because if we don't, we'll never do it. So you guys are. I mean, you're you're big into your your home. There's almost a um, like a social group that you guys have. That and I mean, and you've done a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, you I think of about the guy that designed talk about that a little bit as we for those of you for those yeah. uh oh, that are we watching maybe on youtube or see a picture <clears throat> yeah my uh, uh my wife and i are big mid-century modern nuts and so uh she was first and she got me into it um and so we bought this house we were going to move to st louis but we found this house in belleville that was sort of like our dream home so we bell vegas we ended up staying and once we decided to stay, we figured out how to be more invested in the community. And we met, actually, that's how I met your sister was through, uh, she loves to do her house projects and they have like an Instagram and Brittany does too. And, um, so yeah, we have a, they actually hung out with your sister last night and another friend and I stayed, my condolences. Yeah. And I stayed (laughs) home and played guitar and, 
cooked a ribeye on the grill. So it was nice. Now that's a fucking Friday night. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, man. So now I did do a documentary about the guy who built the house here. He's one of the main um, mid-century modern designers for this area. And Channel 9 in St. Louis, their PBS affiliate, has done some stuff about him, too. So his name is Charles King. So Cool, uh, man. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. If you want to look it up, it's just called King. King. Yep. Awesome. Well, uh, you guys get your, your, your projects taken. You guys do a lot. Of, she's she's off, oftentimes uh, got your ass working around she, the house. I, she I've does. noticed that. That's it's true. She's she's kind of cracked the whip on the projects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, man. She uh, we didn't finish it. It's it's a lot to do. Our basement is almost two thousand square feet by itself. So it's pretty crazy. Nice. So we we still have to lay flooring and stuff and get my Bob Vila on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I I love those windows and uh, and if I had win- windows like that, um, the neighbors would get a quite a show because <laughs> blessed sacraments right behind us right isn't that I the church fucking that's baptized <laughs> that's where i was baptized yeah so if that, I, I mean i can look through the window and see it right now and yeah. uh, thank god for the trees because otherwise everybody on at saturday night mass would be getting a show <laughs> uh-huh yeah I, you guys get never mind i was gonna say something dirty i don't want to i don't want to you know, that would be disrespectful. Moving, moving on. Yeah. Um, I was baptized at Blessed Sacrament, and that fucking building's still staying. Beautiful church. And Oh, uh, it's gorgeous, yeah. Um, Except for 6 a.m. when the damn bells went off and woke me up. Oh, well. <laughs> it gets... I, I've I've gotten hammered there a couple times for a couple different weddings, um, <laughs> and also a couple funerals. So, Blessed Sac runs deep in my in my veins, and mm-hmm. um, as does Belleville. But... Um, Cool man, I, I the, I'm not trying to quiz you about your house, but I, I I love your home and I um like to hear you talk about it and it's uh it, I know how much you and your wife are you, know, you said uh, mid century modern nuts so, yeah uh, you, I'm quoting you little nutty uh, <laughs> yeah and uh, I I know that my uh, sister and her husband are kind of in the same they're nuts I can tell you that but uh, <laughs> I guess. They're st- they're in the same uh, same boat. I um, so last weekend, uh, Ashley and I were uh, ha- ha- really the last couple weekends we've been up to our eyeballs and fucking house hunting, mm-hmm. and um, we, I don't know something about last Saturday. We felt like it was the day, and we actually did. Uh, the market is fucking nuts right now, right? Yeah. Um interest rates are super low and there's reasons we've out we're a year to two years outgrown our townhouse and uh and as charlie gets older the the, the house sh- begins to shrink mm-hmm. so um we've been looking some things happened and and we the interest rates are so low and if we we're looking to buy a house and 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 do this again in five years it's probably not the best time to buy from what I've been told, I'm no, um, you know, real estate fucking HGTV mogul, but, uh, <laughs> we're looking for, you know, a home that's probably gonna kind of be it maybe. Well, you never know. It's all up to, all up to the, 
as we've you and I both know it's not necessarily all our plan but uh, that's right yeah we're uh we're laying the tracks and we'll see where God takes it from there but yeah um you know and moving back to Belleville um which is something obviously that you know was in my DNA and just every fiber of my being not necessarily in my wife's DNA uh, right yeah being from Southern Cal and a, a Midwest St. Louis transplant um, her works in the city here and you know my business stuff is over here uh, you know home base is over here uh, I'm in Illinois often but it's not far from, well, you know, Webster's not far from Belleville. We found a house in Webster. We're in the process now of, uh, you know, that whole deal, <laughs> inspections yeah. and closing and, and all that shit. So we're just keeping our, our fingers crossed and um, see see how it goes. But Nice. But it's, it's, a, it's a crazy, uh, I've never, I haven't done it like this, um, the house hunting, if you will. Um. Really, I, I ever I in these last two months, um, I got you get fucking addicted to to Zillow. It's like it's like a porn addiction. <laughs> um, you know you're 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 scrolling through all these homes. It I mean it's it's a little invasive, but then you get to it and you and you you just next thing you know you're on Zillow for hours and hours each night and yeah all the other there's a couple other ones but but once we made the offer on this house and it was accepted you gotta i mean the the play here is to get the fuck off zillow like you don't right yeah you know you don't want to you know you don't pick your you know your girl (laughs) and then and then you're not supposed to at least pick your girl and then you know go back to the fucking (laughs) tavern and try to find a better one i mean that's you know yeah you're staying you're staying on a uh, tinder <laughs> still <laughs> right. trying to swipe right uh-huh. i'm so glad as an aside i'm so glad that i never had to do the tinder thing oh god yeah um that sounds awful <laughs> yeah it wasn't i i never did it some girls in my like sisters uh right when i got sober were like pushing me on the on the dating game and i was like no i'm fucking getting my shit right and uh they made a one of the a match thing for me oh uh, yeah and it was so i mean it was just fucking I, it, it's so not me it's, it's <laughs> god bless the people that do it but i think all i put i mean who, <laughs> you, you you write about yourself right well i'm a recovering alcoholic just got out of rehab <laughs> like who the fuck's gonna swipe that one you know what i mean yeah I did remember one of my. I said I'm more of a, <laughs> I'm more of a lazy river guy than I am a tidal wave guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and, but I I I think I did that for like the free trial, and then it was just um, yeah. I would log on to it once a week, and it was just it just it it I felt it just wasn't wasn't the way that uh that I'm comfortable meeting um, a girl. So I just yeah. went back. Back to the bar and, you know, started chasing around bartenders. Like, it's a, yeah. In fact, I felt my comfort zone, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, until I found a, 
you know, what's her face at church. And then that's all she wrote. Um, Probably where I, yeah, maybe where I should have been hunting. Uh, uh, That's a bad term. Sorry, I just pissed off all the feminists there. But um, (laughs) anyway, so, so yeah, breaking this, uh, this Zillow, you know, addiction. I mean, it's, yeah, I get my pick. You pick your phone up, and you're like automatically your thumb wants to go right to Zillow, and you can't do that. So yeah, um, back to porn it is. And uh, <laughs> when in doubt, just go back to the smut. That's uh, <laughs> the saying. But um, you speaking of houses, Jeff, like one of the in th- in to kind of get into what the fuck this whole podcast is about. Um, as we've and we both fell in love with this house, right? That we've mm-hmm. that we've had an offer accepted on. You know, we are not you know, the the race isn't over, but you know, we got a we got a comfortable lead. Just can't just don't blow a tire, and uh, we're going to take the checker flag. This is a NASCAR, <laughs> but I I look back, you know, to the place I'm in now. Uh, it was it. I've been here for you know, six and a half years since I got out of rehab and it, it'll be, yeah, I mean, it'll be sad leaving it. Like I I told the story before when I, when I got out of rehab, I was in St. Louis um, and I immediately went to my mom's and stayed on her couch, which she thought would be for like a night or two. And she'd cook some dinner. Nobody knew what to do. Right. I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I had a house back in Belleville where a my roommate was living, and it was time to. They everybody's fears. I'd go back there, and it'd just be my roommate drank a lot, drinks a lot, and that's his thing. It's not. Uh, so they were. It was not. It wasn't his fault that I was drinking, but they were. They didn't want me to go back into a. You know, my mom was cradling like an egg. She didn't. It wasn't a healthy environment for me to go back to newly sober if I was going to be successful and and stay stay the course in recovery. So I, you know, one week turned into two and I'm now at my mom's for two weeks and, and I start talking to my, my buddy, he's like a brother, my roommate. And I'm like, you know, we can get out, get rid of this house. Um, I, but I don't want to put you out. And so, <clears throat> so we, him and I start. you know, he, he was like, no, I understand completely. And, found himself a place and and as I, w- I was doing that I was like well where the fuck am I gonna where am I gonna go I'm not gonna you know 30 years old I can live with my mom um although you know she was making it kind of hard to leave doing my laundry and <laughs> cooking for me and um doing all those things but you know eventually I just can't <laughs> so I, I couldn't live with my mom but I I just so I decided to move next door <laughs> there you go so um I I was waiting. It was about a month in. I had been at my mom's for about a month, and, and all was good. I mean, I had a room. I was just sleeping on her couch, and Bristol was with me, my dog. My mom uh, treats better than me. And and the the townhouse that is next door to, to my mother's um, became vacant, and I jumped on it. And after I had signed the paperwork, really, I, I had realized what the address of this 
fucking place was, and it was my father's birthday, two, February 20th, so 220 was my address. Mm. I'm like, shit, man, this is, you know, I you, I believe in that shit. Pretty sure you know, you believe in that shit, and it it really hits you. So, so I, you know, was all in, and, and I have been, and and then, you know, in, in the past six years, six plus years comes Ashley and Charlie and, and through these walls. But so this place, yeah, it'll always be pretty sacred. Um, but the, the big, the big realization for me is the place that I was talking about there. I had the roommate, the house that we had to get rid of, uh, good old East Bell Avenue. My mom called it, and some of my friends called it. Some of my girl f- girlfriends, mm-hmm. um, friends that were girls, right? Uh, called it Hell Avenue, <laughs> East East Hell Avenue, because it it turned into quite the fucking shithole as I downward spiraled for twenty two months. I'd say mm-hmm. after my old man died. Um. And and looking back from that place to where I was, and the way that I was living to now, uh, at the home stretch of Ashley and I purchasing our first home together, uh, that's got a big fucking front and backyard um, with Charlie, and and it's a it's an older home, um, but it I mean. Not to sound like a fucking chick here. It's a beautiful fucking house, man. Yeah. Um, and to to recognize the contrast, it, it really hits me. Um, to, I mean, first the first emotion I have is I'm just so fucking grateful for for God first, um, because without God, I I'm not sober. And then mm-hmm. you know, second, I'm uh, so grateful for my sobriety, and uh, and uh, what what the my sobriety and my recovery story has been able to to do in my life, and help it's been able to dr- drive in my life. Um, the the most important thing is what my sobriety has been able to um, f- fix and, and relinquish in my mm-hmm. life. I've been able to um, unlock and, and break away lots and lots and lots of fucking chains, man. A chain of like if you you picture me with a hundred fucking balls and chains around my arms and legs of of grief of anger of um i mean physical health mental fucking health is you know um addiction and when you just you just start I just started, you know, I was crawling when I first got out of rehab, and then I started walking, and you start 
you know, Pete, my friends will make fun of me when I say running because I know my fat ass don't run anywhere. But, um, <laughs> but, but I feel like I'm soaring, and it's, I, I, t- I don't even like to say, man, I'm so full of gratitude because it sounds like a fucking cliche. But I don't. I mean, I am fucking oozing gratitude, and um, and it's a big deal for us. I, I used to and anybody that is that is listening that's in recovery um or if you're a a mother or you know friends and families of someone that's really really fucked fucked up right now the addiction comes first so the you no know, you start seeing the the body go, the the mental and physical health go, but you also start visibly seeing people don't, their homes go, their, where they, you know, for me, I started, I mean, you put it this way, you wouldn't, you know, you, you drop some food on the floor or something, you know, fucking three second rule, a little dirt. Right, yeah. Yeah, you, you, the, 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 you wouldn't, if you wouldn't <laughs> do that at, at at the house but I when I finally vacated it it just let it go I mean I'd get I went from never sleeping in a bed literally passing out on a floor or the couch mm. the one of those two spots a couple times in the on the floor in the bathroom but I and just not you know cleaning the house like normal people clean their house and it just, it literally started falling apart. Shit would break and you wouldn't fix it. Mm-hmm. I'd smash some windows and fucking tape them up. You know, punch holes in walls and doors and not give a fuck about fixing it. I mean. Were you renting this place? That I, no, we owned. Uh, no, I was, I was going to oh, say, yeah. you were yeah. not getting your deposit back if you were renting that place. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. that would have been a uh, that would have been an automatic. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have I wouldn't have figured that into the next uh, place's budget. But man, it was a in the in the there would be spilt. It smelled like a fucking ashtray. We'd all you know be smoking cigs in there and drinking. My my mom always tells the story that when she picked Bristol up after I went to rehab that. She had to immediately take Bristol to get a bath because she smelled like a, a fucking tavern. Oh wow! Which you know, I think they should bottle that shit up and sell it as fucking <laughs> cologne, but not good old Kath. She uh, she says she smelled like a fucking ashtray, so she got her got her uh, got her a, a, a bath and 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 cleaned that up. But I when I would bring, it's like when I got out of rehab and I would go back to East Bell and get my clothes get things i needed um i would bring them over to to my mom's and now that i was out of that environment you could you really i mean they like everything smelled like cigs and fucking whiskey everything so it was uh you don't notice it when you're living in that and um and we used to we had an unfinished basement um as you can tell, I, I do this podcast from this unfinished basement now that I've made pretty livable. Um, 
started taking some things down that I've had. Yeah, up I was going to say it looks it looks different. We're just every filling a box every time I can because it's the you know, the D day of uh, moving is is approaching and. If you started throwing anything out, you're kind of a, a hanger on of some. You like to hang on to stuff, don't you? Yeah. How do you know? You, you, you just <laughs> fucking busting chops. I'm a. I, I don't. I'm not a quite a hoarder yet. My grandma Tootie, man, you, and my grandfather. Uh, you can ask my older sister about this. They, they kept on to some shit, and yeah. uh, so it's a little bit genetic. But now I see fucking Charlie. Like not wanting to throw things away because they're sentimental. Oh yeah, and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. It's he now. He's it's the, the he's got the bug. But well, I'm, yeah, I know. hang on to a, quite a bit of, of fucking memorabilia and stuff that you know fills shoe boxes up with shit that is important. You could throw that Trump shit away though, right? <laughs> You're breaking up. <laughs> You're breaking up. <laughs> um. I yeah I don't do I I don't have any Trump shit. Um, <laughs> uh, I so this basement you could, keep it, you could keep it if you need re- to remember your mistakes in life. That's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna take the bait because um, good, good. I know that the country that especially the, the 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 liberals are are mourning. I lost a great. That's right. Uh, leader yesterday and um she was a a remarkable human being for sure i could say that uh and then you know it's already turning into oh yeah you know but um yeah my i i called my mom to 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 my condolences and she hung up on me no way she thought i was just gonna you know Uh, be be rotten about it and i wasn't I i was sincerely um trying to be nice because i she her and uh, they all i mean i don't know you know the the, she's there she was a fucking pioneer for them so Mm -hmm. talking about old ruth bader if anybody um is wondering who the fuck we're talking about notorious Uh, rbg (laughs) our our friend uh stephanie names you know dog is named after her and yeah I had to do a wellness check on her ass last night. <laughs> uh, but tread lightly because she probably thought I was coming with, uh, you know, some smart ass uh, comment, and I wasn't. I'm yeah. Sincerely, I'm not going to fuck around with that. But anyway, not to not to derail the train here. Yeah, I, sorry, uh, that was my fault. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I um, I made this basement livable. Um, I got my office down here. And, and all my fucking trinkets, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> but with the last basement at, at East Bell, me and uh, me and some guys, you know, turned it into quite the quite the like barn tavern. Um, we'd play cards and roll dice and get all fucked up in the basement. Um, sometimes I, I so fucked up that we, you know, the the drain that you're you know, your washer drains into, we would start oh, yeah. pissing. Yeah, we'd start fucking pissing <laughs> in it. We didn't have a bathroom down there. We didn't want to walk upstairs every 30 minutes, take a piss during a card game. So, I mean, it was just bad. We'd pour bleach down it, but it, I mean, still, man, it's There's fucking a, the, nasty. 
My friend Sean, he plays in a band and they kind of write joke songs, but they're like punk rock. Yeah. He's got, he's got, they've got one called, I got so drunk that I pissed in the sink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that reminds me. Sure. I, uh, it, I mean, it was bad. It, and, and by the time I, well, the time I got sober and, and I had, had to go back there to get things, um, and clean my, all my shit out of there. It was hard each time to go back each time as I, you know, we, I had a span of three months to be able to do this. And, uh, so a buddy of mine helped to, you know, I gave him some, uh, like a dresser set that was actually pretty nice. I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't a fucking meth house that, you know, was yeah. deemed, uh, what do they call it? In- inhibitable or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. or, uh, dilapidated, what, you know, those, yeah. it wasn't quite, it wasn't at that point, all those, some of my girl friends, um, would, would, would give me shit that maybe it should have been, but it was, it, it was on its last leg for, for two, pardon my buddy, you know, full blown fucking alcoholics that, um, and for speaking for myself, didn't give a fuck about anything mm-hmm. uh, besides getting drunk. And um, and I would wake up in the morning and my 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 drink from the because I never go to bed without a cocktail. My drink that was about half finished because, until I, when I passed out, and then my ice would melt. So the, it was full of a a blend of whiskey and water, and, and whether it was diet soda or club soda i that i'd throw two more ice cubes in it and that would be my morning drink as i was like picking myself up off hair the, floor. the dog huh <laughs> yeah it, and then um then i'd take a couple shots of pedialyte and i'd be be on the way but um when i when i look back at 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 how fucking bad that i was letting it get that's interesting because if you said you take a shots of Pedialyte, like you had to make plans for your life after, like like you planned your life around getting wasted. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a good point, Jeff. Yeah, I would have, you know, a couple things in my fridge. It was Friday's pizza, um, beer because. You never know if, if you needed a cold beer, even though I was a whiskey drinker. There would always be a, some beer in the fridge. And then the big jugs of Pedialyte that you get at Walgreens in the fucking pediatric session. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I turned some of my friends still use it as a hangover cure, and I, you know, fucking coined that. Yeah. <laughs> um, there has been times I would make, like, after that after that whiskey, I'd finish that whiskey, I would pour a vodka and Pedialyte. Get wow. the fuck out of here, right? <laughs> crazy um and the the to your point about planning i would never be in a position where i was going to wake up in the morning without alcohol um so it was say five o'clock i've been drinking all day i got a fifth left well, I would still want to run to the liquor store to get a backup one or another jug just in case I really finished that thing off in the rest of the night after I'd been drinking all day. I mean, your your mm-hmm. brain plans 
you, it, it's your whole focus. Yeah. Um, everything comes after it. Um, and it's funny because as we've been, as, as Ash and I were house hunting, um, not once did I, did I look at a house and say, where, where's the nearest tavern? Right. There's 100% of my life six and a half years ago was based around what tavern I could get to. What, where's the closest tavern? Uh, what's your neighborhood tavern? How, you know, where's the liquor store? If, if, if I would drive in, in, you know, I'd go over to people's houses and I'd be like, Oh, you know, that's your home tavern. You can walk there. If worst case scenario, or it's just a quick mm-hmm. enough drive that you're not going to get busted. Yeah. Um, luckily in Belleville, most people have two or three neighborhood taverns and um foley's <laughs> yeah yeah uh, right uh, yeah it's funny you say bring up foley's I, that's, my, uh, that's my neighborhood tavern <laughs> i right i i've had some fucking wild ass times at foley's man and they're usually most of the my best times at foley's are at like six or six thirty in the morning coming home from the titty bars yeah. because you you come up the hill and they're o- they're open for third shifters and and date and, and early morning guys and yeah. we'd come in after a all nighter of you know a coked up fucking hooker binge and you know get a bloody mary at foley's and 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 hang out until it was i say time to go home it was time to go home probably about eight hours before that but uh <laughs> you know when you're when you really needed to, to get out of the public eye um yeah <laughs> but uh Foley's is a great tavern. Um I don't I, I don't I hope I don't get them in trouble, but they uh have not seemed to notice that there's a pandemic. <laughs> that's yeah. Um <laughs> most of the people that I used to drink with at Foley's are are full blown Irish fucking iron workers, buddy. Yeah. And uh they they the guys I know they they'll tell you they'll eat COVID for They'll put a little COVID in their cocktail and <laughs> yeah. they don't give a, they, they, they give, they don't give a fuck. So, no. um, what are you going to do? <laughs> so exactly. I, it's, it's just what it is. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I take it. You haven't, have you ever been in Foley's? I've been in there at least once cause I played a bunch of foosball in there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's the kind of, it's the kind of place that like, I don't really think they serve food. But there's always a crock pot of something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, yeah. you know what I mean? You know those kind of taverns. <laughs> I, I goddamn right I do. Uh, and it's when you're, I mean, I'm just thinking back to hanging out at the office lounge. Um, I spent a lot of time at, and, and, and Crony and the girls there, you know, every football have chili and. Yep corned beef on uh st pat's or some people will just bring in dishes and everybody eats the shit out of it and it's great um it's not you know something that if you don't and i'm you know i just (laughs) being careful here that everything i've never as far as I know, gotten sick from anything like that but i can see some fucking people being (laughs) like i'm not touching that fucking chili that that one-eyed Willie just brought <laughs> brought you know, in. You know, it's an interesting thing though. The more I think about it, and I've thought about it a lot, is like, you know, in recovery, they mention the whole higher power thing, and I think for us, like Christian people, 
the idea of a higher power is really wrapped up in community. And so it's so funny how a tavern is sort of that way, right? I mean, they've got the the community of people bringing it. It's basically a church potluck on those days. <laughs> you know, it's the same 100%. kind of thing. And so it's so important once you're in recovery to find and not it's it's not nothing against those people, but you need new community, you know, yeah. to 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 maintain. I mean, that's the whole thing. Otherwise, the loneliness is what kills you, right? It it it's a it's a phenomenon that I've been trying to get bottle up, uh, if yeah. you do, if you will, since I've been sober because I still cherish and I mean deeply my community at at Fridays. Yeah. Um, I, and lifelong relationships and I still and I you know how much I cherish the community and the relationships I've, I've made at, at the gathering so right and I've sat and talked with uh, with Matt about this sometime quite a bit um, both of them and there's a there's a ton of similarities too yeah when people go sit and hang out at a tavern and and you you get to know everybody and people and from the town and, and it is a big, that's a big fucking piece of it. So, I mean, I, and I think the gathering, they try to do bar church and then, you know, I was trying to consider doing a core group up at Fridays or, mm-hmm. yeah, I started going up there on Monday nights for this Pondos Anonymous thing. And, um, the, there's, there's something there and I'm still trying to tap into it to, yeah. uh, and, and not everybody that hangs out at a tavern all night is a, is, is, is dying like I was. Right. I, I, I so well, I'm not judging anybody that does that. Great. I I was dying on the inside, and it and the people at the it was so bad that the people at the bar knew it. They mm. they n- nobody embraced my fucking going to rehab more than them. And I'm not saying oh just to get pond off a fucking shit show up after eight o'clock. Let's fix that problem. No, it was out of legitimate fucking concern. And right. And I still think about. Kathy every day that ran Fridays and she, you know, had passed away um, right at the beginning of COVID um, from a stroke and, and her daughter and their family and, and the owners of Fridays and everybody that, I mean, I've known there since I was fucking 15, 16 or however old. And right. And personally, I felt that way. Like uh, maybe it's in me too. I, I felt that way. Every kid I've ever played ice hockey with since I was a fucking six year old, and up um, is part of that, something, a part of a community. There's guys that, you know, I haven't seen in 15, 20 years, but we're friends on Facebook because we played hockey together as peewees, and I fucking go to war with these motherfuckers. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that about my family at Fridays and at Clint Hills and um, other places that I kind of, we kind of made home. And, and I feel that way about this church. And, 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 and now I feel that way about, the community here in Webster, just the same way I do about fucking Belleville. You know, I get pretty, pretty freaking righteous about this shit. And, mm-hmm. um, and it, you hit it, the nail on the head. It is definitely, it is about community. And I had a great support system, uh, when I got out of, out of rehab, but people that listened, um, you know, I was going to, to group therapy three times a week, um, outpatient. I'd go for an hour each, day three times a week so like tuesdays thursdays and saturday mornings was critical um i highly advocate for that anybody that that i help out uh, try to advise outside of on the other side of rehab is to work that program and 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 never stop um 
until they're, you know, well under well on their way. But but you're right, man. There, it, you you couldn't be more right about the community aspect of 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 a tavern and what what that really looks like and 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 how similar it is to why people join a church because they're also that you know they want to be a part of a community and not be you know i mean a lot of people that's why they that's why they move if they move to a new town a new house in a new neighborhood and they don't know anybody Mm -hmm. you go sit at a fucking bar or you go to the church and Mm -hmm. um so it's a i guess the the common denominator to what you said it sounds like it's people whether they like it or not most a huge majority of us, all of us need need community, mm-hmm. and you can find it sometimes in. Not saying bars are the bad uh, bad place. You could find it in bad places if um if you've been outcast and, and bullied the fuck out of your whole life. And next thing you know, you, you you we could go down to a bunch of rabbit holes here. But but I, I the reason the taverns came up is because I, I and I don't think I'm articulating well enough. I I the the freedom to look for a a home with Ashley and not i mm. mean be concerned about what bar I could walk to is something that I have didn't experience um and and it's 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 laughable how big of a role that played in my life when I was um moving around even in, in college you lived in a different apartment each year and you know can I get the Jillians in a fucking minute? Can I get to tumble in in a minute? You know, uh, yeah. where's the liquor store? Uh, I had it mapped down even in Champagne that Champagne stopped selling booze at at, at noon. At, excuse me, at midnight, and Urbana stopped at two a.m. So <laughs> I had if I if it was after midnight, I had to drive a couple blocks because I mean I lived right on the fucking border. Yeah, but I had that down to a I had that down to a, to a fucking science and. Um, so talk about dictating yet yeah, your life. I, I still, as I talk about it, am like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> it's insanity. Um, I will say the new house is uh, still within walking distance of uh, of Olive and Oak, and uh, good, nice. It's like really close. I mean, it's closer to the O and O pizza side. So okay, the the my I'm gonna try to try to make the rule, Jeff, that if I'm gonna go up to O and O for pizza that I got to walk back and forth so I can burn some of those cows. Uh, good call. I got you to know. tour the new place the other day. Uh, it was, man, I haven't been in there. I hadn't been into the new one yet. It's awesome. Pretty fucking sick. Ain't it? Yeah. I saw that and I saw the event space and blah, blah, blah. And if we get, we get Jen Hinkle on this podcast, we need to just go on site and do it right there. It's going to happen, man. Uh, she's, she's, she says she'll be ready soon. Uh, she's great. She's a great person. We could we tell them we'll just start doing the podcast up there all the fucking time. Yeah, you know, we'll sit there and and, and drink well being and <laughs> go for a couple burgers. And yeah, then, exactly. I still haven't had an olive and oak burger. I got to make that happen. Get the fuck out of here, man! I know. That is, don't say that out loud. What a failure <laughs> at life you are. <laughs> yeah, I know. I keep hearing nothing but good things. Just grab friend- some and take them home for you and Brittany. My friend Dave is a vegetarian, but he will break that to get an olive and oak burger. Mutual friend Dave? 
uh dave merrill do you know, you he's know a, dave? yeah yeah he's a fucking vegetarian yeah but he'll eat an olive and oak burger that changes everything <laughs> well it does say that. it does say how good of a burger that is anyway that's uh, true absolutely i keep but, i keep leading us off the wrong path here <laughs> no it's good it's good i just i as we you know it's good to be back good to talk with you i i love catching up with you on the podcast and, yeah. and, and um the the goal here today was to get back in the saddle and and we had a two-week break and and I, I i i literally was feeling all that as i was house hunting uh mm-hmm. and and i wanted to try you know as unprofessional as i am um at doing this i wanted to try to articulate the the contrast in, in a lifestyle that you know that i have experienced and and yeah uh, and from the top of the mountain tell tell each and every one of you that are struggling that it's fucking possible and it's not just an alcoholism thing it can be an addiction to something else it could be you know mental health it could be uh fucking self-loathing there's all kinds of shit that can change when you don't think it will change and Hmm. and that's that's what i wanted to 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 hammer on today as as far as uh if you want to call it uh you know the meat of the podcast or or to talk business uh Mm -hmm. if you will um but I mean it, and I just love to fucking sit here and bullshit with you, and yeah. um, and and I keep getting feedback that people are listening, and and I don't mean just listening; I mean listening, like mm-hmm. like getting their loved ones into rehab, um, and that's still happening. And new people are are you know hearing our our message that hopes out there and they're reaching out and they're getting help and um i know i owe it to god to continue on this fucking mission um and uh those are just the people we know about and that we actually see so so uh we'll try to do this keep on it every every we've been rocking them out on saturday mornings um Mm -hmm. Until we can get back together in the same uh, same room, I know we're playing it safe. Uh, Soon, sooner than later. Longer. Sooner than later. Yeah. Well, hey, and I, I got to give a shout out real quick before we go. Please. Uh, my friend Laura, who listens to the podcast, asked me, "Hey, where's the when the, where's the show been? I hope it's not. I hope you're not done." I'm like, "No, no, we're not done." So she listens to it with her uh, her son, her uh, son Jacob. He's special needs, but he loves to listen to it, and because he, he loves it when you swear. <laughs> <laughs> That's just fucking great. Well, Jacob, yeah. God, God fucking bless you, brother. <laughs> and and you too, Laura. Um, uh, I, yeah, that's started. I got terrified for a second when you said that her son loved to listen to it, and then I'm I'm glad that's why he likes to listen to it. <laughs> well, well, that's yep. good. You tell her uh, tell her hello and thank yes. you for being our uh, our eighth listener. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, Jeff. So it's it's always um, the thing, man. And I, I'm conscious. I asked was asking me uh, if we've talked about doing it. To, it <laughs> yeah, if we talked about doing it uh, live together. Um, mm-hmm. And I said, Ash, you know, Jeff and I are just friends. You know. <laughs> um, I said, well, we have, and we will whenever the time is right. Uh, right now, this works. Um, you have a seven month pregnant six month pregnant wife and yep, um yep. 
you know, that changes things. <laughs> so, yeah. um, she's the fucking boss. <laughs> we know yeah. that. So, yeah. uh, and you can tell her I said that. Um, <laughs> of course. And, you know, we don't want to right now this works. So, but whenever it, I, hopefully sooner than later, like you said, right? Yeah. Just, yep. And, and I bet now that you say it, I mean, we, where we were doing it at the uh, church where in the recording studio was great. Yep. But, I, you know, I still want to go and do a show at, at Fridays and at Olive and Oak and yeah, let's do get one. out and have people on there and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, have, I'd be a lot of fucking fun. And uh, yeah. we'll go on a tavern tour of a reco- <laughs> with a recovery podcast. You know what? We don't owe... We don't owe sponsors anything. We don't owe anybody shit. So we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yep. Um, All right. So Country Rock Cabaret Titty Bar, here we come. Next Saturday morning, 10 (laughs) a.m. We'll get the guys stumbling out. uh, It's good good seeing you and chatting with you and doing this again uh, after a two-week hiatus. Uh, Sorry uh, if people were... I, I still don't believe it, but regularly listening enough to know that we took a break. Um, I did get one text like, hey, where the fuck's the show this week? I, I go, <laughs> I sent him, uh, yeah, anyway. So, um, <laughs> so good stuff, brother. I uh, I want everyone to know that, that we, ain't, we ain't going nowhere. And, um, and if you're, If you're if you're really fucking hurting, um, that you, you in your you're literally or figuratively dwelling in a shithole right now. That it's only temporary. Um, that you can get out of it, and um, and it's it's it is not your final final place. Oh. So. With that, uh, everyone, have a great week, and I'm um, excited to be back, and reach out if, uh, if you need anything. As always, let us pray. Amen. If you're struggling or know someone that is, please, please have them check out our podcast and reach out to Chris or me. We want to listen, and we're super eager to help. Pondoff's Anonymous is Chris Pondoff and produced by me, Jeff Allen. Our music is Antihero by McCall and Gentle Waters by Wild Wonder. For more information, visit pondoffsanonymous.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram.